Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So I feel like it's getting towards that time where people, <laughs> people go on holiday. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you mean summer? <laughs> 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 no, well, I don't know. You know, I feel like we have the beginning of the year, so it's like Christmas time, and everyone goes, oh, "Okay, it's Christmas time." Then you have January, then you have February. You know the rest of the months. You, you I was going to say, should we all say them together? <laughs> March. <laughs> you, you know April. How it, you know how it goes. But I feel like we get to this moment, like sort of mi- mid-March time, beginning of April, and everyone thinks that you know, like, oh, I kind of feel like I want to go on holiday. Mm. Do you know what I think? Yeah. Jamie, mm. are you planning a holiday? I'm actually going to Amsterdam. I know, let me get on... Amsterdam. <laughs> There we go. Are you going on Friday? Um, I am going on Friday, yeah. I, d- I just went to Amsterdam. Oh, cool. But do you know, can I tell you something about the red light district? I think I said this in the last podcast. It's a weird one because... They have no glory holes. <laughs> <laughs> you also said a glory hole. No, but they, I, I popped my head down there. Sure. Uh, and Gross. I love it when Francis says something funny, he just leads back and giggles to himself. But I, know. I love it, he just like, he like says something and just sits back. Yeah, yeah. And, and almost like he's not allowing himself to add on the joke by physically removing himself from the microphone. It's a very good tactic. I'm going to use it. But he, um, but anyway, so I, I pop, pop myself down the uh, red light district to check it out. But I, I was like expecting it to be quite like a quiet street and things like that because you've got these people like dancing in the windows. Mm-hmm. It's like a thousand people. In the, it's like, yeah, yeah. So if you if you ever did want to go, it's in like there, Times Square. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. If you went in there, like they would all know exactly what you're doing. So it, I don't. I do love just walking around there just to see like these really sad men just walking out of buildings like straightening their tie <laughs> yeah. and like, you're, like pretending that they haven't hell. done anything. I'm I mean, like, it's not like you wear you could wear like a balaclava or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> wear a balaclava into. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of Private Parts. We are still with Jamie Morton. Hi Jamie. Hi. I, I didn't we haven't even mentioned the fact that we're both called Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Consider it mentioned. <laughs> Just I feel like all the listeners are gonna go, God, they haven't even touched on the fact they're both called Jamie. God, <laughs> the I'm waiting for the, the whole second part just to get to the fact that they're both called Jamie. And they're now like, finally, like I can't believe you haven't got to that moment yet. Um But also that I find so funny, Jamie, about the the my dad read a porno, your big hit podcast, is the fact that how it all started, your dad actually sent you his porn that yeah, his yeah, yeah. Er- erotic novel that he had written as a mm. joke well I assume it was a joke I can't imagine I think well not a joke so much as he was just trying to fuck with my mind um, which you know he succeeded in um, but I figured like why would he send his son his porn yeah that is so I was like okay well, are you quite because are you because are you quite an open family in terms of sex and things yeah, like that yeah we are to be fair well not like <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's <laughs> why. Yeah, stepmom. Really so yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. We're Dad, all... You just get divorced, so I can get a stepmom to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, 
uh, yeah, we are an open uh, communicative family, but we wouldn't, yeah, not really in, in about what way, um, though, I always pornography. Find that, so I always, much. I always find that that odd how you know actually I don't find it because I think uh, we're, we're I'm a very open you are, I know your sister yeah. like you're very you're very close so so open we can talk about anything yeah um but I find I think there's always still that like I I still don't get it when people are so like I watched that amazing uh, uh series on Netflix sex education oh yeah yeah, yeah. really you're gonna say leaving Neverland <laughs> 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 It's actually HBO, not Netflix. But uh, don't worry about it. But I did. I watched that, and it was so. But that relationship between <laughs> between the mother and the son, and they have that relationship mm. about sex and things like that. I find that so interesting because it's always that same What's case. It called? It's called Sex Education. Oh yeah, it's yeah. really really good. But the interesting thing about it was uh, that I think all mothers are a little bit like that where they really are so desperate to understand what their daughter's or son's kind of sure. sexual activity is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And were your family like that as well? Um, not really in that way because I'm, I've got three sisters and I'm uh, the only boy. So I think I kind of got off a little bit lightly in that they just kind of left me to do my own thing a bit. Um, I think they were more kind of day-to-day engaged with the girls. But, but that's what I think like girls have a more... Kind of more demanding. Well, they just more. They just talk more to their mum. <laughs> yeah, they do. They talk so much more. Whereas it was like me and dad would just be like, "Yeah, you're right. Yeah, cool." I've written some porn. Cool. I'll read it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and now I'm going to read it to the world. <laughs> but I, I remember, I remember when I went to, um, I went to a, my first ever party, and my mum tried to tell me how to put condoms on. This really? Age? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in Sandy Kendall. Was it a Leeds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, she tried to she tried to show me like how to put Honestly, a condom, yeah, and wow. things like that. Oh, not no, literally we, on we me. We weren't like that. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, well, yeah, <laughs> no, not like. But Wait, we, your mum showed you how to put a condom. Was you just like are you using protection and things? Like, my uh, the worst thing my mum yeah. ever. <laughs> it's quite a jump from asking the question to God. showing you how to put one on. The worst thing my mum ever said actually to me was when she, I, I was I was sleeping with a, a, an old ex-girlfriend not recently again but just when I was going out how old was she? Lignan just come in and out again so, just straight in and out this is thing. but we were talking and she said to me um, uh, she said uh, you having sex? and I said yes mom, I'm having sex and she said uh, are you using a condom? and I went no I'm not using a condom and she said oh she's on the pill then I said no no she's not on the pill and my mum said, so do you just withdraw? And I went, oh, Whoa. my God. I couldn't believe it was that, like, intense. That, yeah. yeah. That really does. And then... I mean, that's a, that's odd to kind of want to know that that much detail Yeah, my mum's kind of like that. Though. She really wants to have that, like, weird sort of connection. Francis, you must have the same with your mum, no? No. Not at all? <laughs> no, no, we don't talk about... Do you not ever talk about sex and things like that? No, I don't think so, mm. no, no. But I, I had my one of my friends. Um, one of my friends was telling me this story how he caught his parents having sex for the first time, and uh, he walked. The it, fir- how many times? Did yeah, you see yeah, them? yeah. But you know when they're having it, he walked into a room uh, and opened the door, and his mum and dad were doing doggy style, and his mum was just looking at him. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, what? Who's this? Yeah, that's, I can't tell you who it is. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you. No, I can't tell you. Please, Wait. I don't even know who they are anyway. Yeah, but but they were, say, they just were, say his first name. It's not no, real it's, it's unless you say no, It's a girl. Oh, but I can't, I can't say. Well, they, they walked into the room and, and that. That's rough. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's terrible. So when he sent you the book and you were reading it, and you didn't, what gave you the idea that actually I'm going to read it if he sent it to me? Well, okay. So he didn't tell me it was porn. He just said, because he'd said to me um, about a month earlier, he was like, it was, it was a family thing. I think it's one of my sister's birthdays or something. And he was like, oh, I'm writing a book. 
which I thought was actually a really good way to, for him to spend his his retirement because he was a builder and I think he. I was a bit worried about him not kind of having anything to do all day or whatever. Because you get, yeah, it's true, because you get, you, people retire and they don't have a purpose anymore and they just exactly. kind of sit. Alex Ferguson actually said it's so interesting when he, someone, someone said to him, when are you going to retire from Manchester United, Manchester United? And he said, well, when I retire, I'm just waiting to die. So what's the point? And that's what his thing was saying. He said, well, if you retire, then what do you actually do with your life kind of thing? Mm. So I think it's so important to actually pick up some sort of thing like a hobby or do something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So, he, so his thing was like writing a book, which, you know, great, whatever. But he didn't tell me it was porn. So I just thought it was going to be some sort of like, I don't know, like a pirate story or like, you know, something that my <laughs> dad would like, like a Robinson Crusoe thing. I don't know. <laughs> pirate? Well, I don't know. Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. <laughs> it's already been done. <laughs> He changed the first name. Um, yeah, so I was like, cool. So then when he sent it to me, I didn't know what it was about or anything. And it was just called Belinda Blink. So I was like, that's an odd like title for a book. But, but a good name. But weirdly, such a good name. The, the funny thing about, and I'm, because I, I am a big fan, the characters are, it's like when... You know, it's like Google. Google couldn't be called anything else. But yeah. Google, Dumbledore. It's such a perfect right, name. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, within the, the characters within the book are such... He is very like J.K. Rowling, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is, the characters in the book, you know, even even Rocky Flintstone, is, is, it's, yeah. it's, it's such it's a, a... It's a great name, It's a great name. So what, what's his r- real name? I can't tell you that. No? No. Oh. Obviously not. He's like Banksy. Well, the thing is, he, he obviously wrote... Cause Probably I've something more to That's what I would, I would guess. You would guess, right? Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I should just have done this podcast as like Bam Bam Flintstone. I shouldn't be my my real name more. Probably Leandro uh, Morton. <laughs> <laughs> Something really, really flamboyant. Um, uh, no, so uh, well, it's interesting because because he wrote them under a pseudonym, and he and I've been very kind of respectful of the fact that he didn't put his actual name to it. So he's asked to kind of not be in the limelight, yeah. which I think you have to respect with with that sort of thing. Hundred percent. Um, and also, there's a sense of like. Uh, Sense of excitement and mystery about things like that when you when you don't actually know you know Sia has done it incredibly well right well I mean she 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 did it halfway through her career though I mean I'm like oh, there are lo- if you just Google Sia there's loads of pictures <laughs> before she wore a wig I'm like well I don't think this is really a consistent way did to hide you really yeah, yeah. what <laughs> mind blown yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one day she was like do you know what I just think I don't want to be seen anymore she's gonna wear a stupid big hair like why. Like cats out the bag, but there's a thing called the internet. Google image search. You know, look into it. You might you might find problems with your I don't know who anonymity. That, that person you is. don't know who Sarah is. No. She's, a, she's like a singer. Really great. She's an Australian singer. No, she's, she's hence on the accent. Yeah, he wasn't just doing an Australian accent for. Fun. No, I thought I thought she might be Australian. <laughs> he deduced that much. Thank you, Jamie. But um, so he, yeah, so he, so he sent it to me. Sorry, is that, is that what you wanted? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he sent it to me and. Um, and literally, as you know, the first sentence is Belinda blinked. The job interviewer had just asked her to remove her jacket and silk blouse. And that was the moment I knew he'd been writing porn. And you're kind of confronted with, you know, it's kind of like blue pill, red pill. What do you do? Do you either just slam the laptop shut and, you know, pretend that never happened? Or do you just out of pure Continue on. Yeah, <laughs> like, curiosity. curiosity, do you just read it? Um, is it good? Is it quite good? The the no, the book? no, it's awful. No, well, no I, 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 it's not. It's not. It, it's it's actually, terrible. It's it's really not. It's good. Well, he can't spell. Oh no! <laughs> like it's all like on every level. It's awful. Like he knows nothing about sex. Like, which is, you know, quite comforting in a weird way. <laughs> there's been no extramarital affairs. I think did, we know that. Jamie, can you, can, there's, there's, what is that marvellous bit in it? 
uh, where your your one of the characters is is talking about like seducing or going into and, and it's a bit where obviously your dad has no idea how to like seduce or yeah. do and there's a bit in it I can't you probably know but I can't there's a bit where he talk, tries to talk about seducing someone or having beginning of the sex and it's so what you oh, wouldn't God. do yeah <laughs> well, I mean it's all like that I mean he he has such an interesting kind of way with words as well like because he's a builder like he describes someone's nipples as being as large as the three inch rivets which held the hull of the fateful Titanic together <laughs> and you're like well that's that's it's really sexy dad yeah let's 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 reference a huge maritime disaster where thousands of people died while you're trying to get someone's rocks off but, but do you think do you think he's he, he's writing it seriously he's genuinely thinking. seriously and the thing is when we do t- um, shows around the world he sometimes comes on tour with us which is really fun um, and he's like backstage and um, and at the interval, he'll come up and be like, why were they laughing at that? <laughs> that bit's not fun. Why? Why? And so he still, to this day, is like a little bit miffed as to why people find it funny. And I'm like, oh, but, but what's The so naivety fun- lives. Yeah, but it's so great because there are those... He's obviously gone, right, I need to write a book. And if I think back to my English, you know, days, it was mm. all about making metaphors and similes. So I need to, like, put those and in there. And he's huge on those, And yeah. so he thinks that's what people do. So I need to try and chuck those in there. So he'll try and make it as, like, flamboyant and as creative yeah. as possible. But just at the same time, just crashing and burning. But as I said before, it very much reminds me very much of the Your room. diary. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It reminds me very much of the room, that iconic yeah, it's movie. Yeah, very much like that. Which yeah. is like that. Which is, Dan I, is like Tommy Wiseau. I've, I, I've, I've always said so. He is the Tommy Wiseau of porn. And also, as Tommy Wiseau did, is, is the fact that he couldn't understand why everyone was laughing as well yeah, at those times. But now he's reclaimed it. Like, it was always supposed to be joke. It's like, no, no, it wasn't. So that's Tommy Wiseau, by the way. That wasn't any kind of... I mean, but he was very racist, sorry. Apologies to all of this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, <laughs> this is what I don't get about you. you. You say, you know, you're incredibly creative. You, you know what's funny. You know all those kind of things. But what I find fascinating is that You've never wanted to really be in front of the camera, and but you're you're no. you are a you're a, an actor, you're an entertainer. That's what you are. So, and maybe people figure that out later in life. You know, you look at the Mickey Flanagans and things like that in their lives, mm. or you know, you, you know, they've all started later on. But you've sort of found your calling. I feel you're, you're saying, um, but, and, and you know, we need it, but we need to kind of you know, you've. My Dad Ripon will start as a podcast. It's grown over 150 million downloads. 180, since, actually. 180 million downloads <laughs> since, so 2000, many downloads. since 2015. Yeah. You, you, it's a long time. All too. different people. It's probably. not a long time, and it's four years. <laughs> One would hope. But it's, it's you know, you, you've toured Australia. You've sold out the Sydney Opera House twice. Mm. You've wow. done America Tour. You've done the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. I mean, that is fucking unbelievable. And no, it is. It's but it's literally unbelievable. When I, you, I, I still find it really hard to quantify because that is it's mental and it's such a weird like niche show. Like I'm reading my dad's pornography and yet, yeah, as you say, all these people around the world. So right? I have a question: when you 
booked the Royal, uh, not, not the Sydney Opera House, right? Yeah. Do you well, have, how what, do you book it? Yeah, first no, 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 no. But so, so were you like, okay, well, should we just book it and see if we sell it out, or did you have a good idea that you're like, oh well, we'll probably sell out the Sydney Opera House because it's like quite a bold thing to like say, okay, yeah, well, or did you start off somewhere small and then it sold out and then you're like, okay, well, let's book the Sydney Opera House then? We were actually invited. Oh really? To the Sydney Opera House. Oh yeah. right. Oh, um, I know. I was I was shit faced in Vietnam actually when I got when I got the email for it. And I was like, fuck off. That's insane. They, they yeah, so you. they asked us to come and play. And, and then we kind of built the whole Australian New Zealand tour around that because we were like, well, that's a fucking amazing thing yeah. to do. Um, and then it sold out in, in like a day and so we had another what? day. It sold out in a day? Yeah, and this was like two years ago. So we're excited to go back um, at some point to do some more shows and, over and there. We haven't been invited yet. The Sydney Opera House is actually under, uh, um, it's, it's been closed for two years actually apparently. Really? Oh, that's why that's why we haven't been asked for oh, it. So yeah. I I, we're just going to hold out till 2022. Yeah. Your invite, we'll get there. We we went up to Southport and we <laughs> didn't do that well up there. So hey, we got, did Stoke. You did, you did Stoke? <laughs> yeah, I mean, big time. I had more people at my 30th birthday party than at the Stoke show. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we... <laughs> I think Southport was probably a little bit less than your Stoke one. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Do, do, so do you think that in Australia they're just particularly like up for it? What, what? Um, well, they are. They, yeah. they, they, they love it. We, we, we just did like a like last year. We did just an insane world tour. I think we played like thirty places around the UK. And what's wow. your what's your um, minimum capacity? So, you know, what capacity? The UK is quite a small place. So yeah. like Stoke. You know, we we played like places all around Stoke. So, so I think when it got to the actual. Yeah, people who wanted to see it in Stoke, the one that. But but, Jay, but also, do, what kind of capacity are you playing to? Is it like is it like four hundred people? Is it for a thousand people? Is it a few thousand? Well, well, it depends. I mean, Royal Albert Hall is like five thousand. Um, That's insane. We, we, do, do, we, again, are you invited to the Royal Albert Hall? Um, I or think we asked it? to do that one. I think we did that one. <laughs> really? Um, and you're like, do you like boys? You know, we're gonna. So we get asked to do it. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. But you also, as you said before, you you. You know, you're very funny and things like that in person, but you haven't really been in front of the camera and stuff like that before. So walking onto stage for the first time ever at the Sydney Opera House yeah. in front of two, three thousand people, whatever it is, how mm. nervous were you walking? Really nervous. I I have always been really nervous. But it's... Oh, this is a bit... Oh, well, Let's I'll go deep. anyway. No, Let's... no. The only show that I've ever not been nervous for was the Royal Albert Hall show. Wow. Oh, really? Um, and I don't know why, but I think... And sorry to name drop again, but I think it was because Emma Thompson came to that show and she came backstage to just wish us luck and stuff. And we had some champagne. So I think I was so like, oh, my fucking God, Emma Thompson is here. And I've met Emma Thompson that I didn't have time to feel nervous because literally she was like, fuck, we've got to get to our seats. And then we were on stage. So yeah. it was a bit like there was no time to kind of think about shit. I'm going to be on this stage. That so we just is do insane. It. Yeah. So like. That was that was a weird like two hours, <laughs> but um, but also. But you... I think I I think I will always get nervous because it just isn't really what I have any. It isn't like a craft, like you know, like proper comedians. They really hone their craft. They 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 like do pubs and clubs, and they learn how to really inter, in, interact with an audience, how to read an audience. Like I've been very lucky in that. I only have ever done this, and people come to the shows already invested, and they want to see us. It's not like we're doing. So you don't really have to prove anything in a sense. Exactly. They are are there. They're up for a great time. They are, you know, mostly shit-faced. And, and yeah, it's just... So it's a very specific way to be a performer, you know. Um, But 
yeah, it's just a, it's, it's, it, it's amazing. But also, you know, who would have ever thought that you'd be touring and not even the UK, round the world? That's why yeah. it's, it's in, yeah, in it's America crazy. and everything like that. And also, yeah. I feel like you're the first people to kind of do a podcast tour. That wasn't you're kind of like you're um, like. There's been a few others, like the No Such Thing as a Fish guys. Oh, um, so they've done. They some. do. T- yeah, they're on their their tour at the minute. Actually, they're they're amazing live. If you can go and see them, they're great. Um, and like American. Uh, podcasts have done it I, I would imagine um, what's been nice for us is that we feel like we're kind of because we've been lucky enough to have kind of global listenership is that it, we're quite we we really enjoy flying the flag for British podcasting yeah. around the world like mm. when we were in America hey thanks man yeah, well, yeah I think hey, it's really great we, we appreciate it we're, <laughs> we're on that journey we may yeah. have added three <laughs> listeners uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are we are on that uh, on that plane with you. We're yeah. sitting there. We're sitting there, buckled up, <laughs> ready to nice go. Because podcasting's massive in America, and it's still still quite niche. It's getting mm. bigger, <clears throat> um, so it's great to let people know that there's so many amazing British shows that they should be listening to, and not just the big ones. But also talking of uh, you know your touring things like that you have your HBO show, which yeah is, and you can explain better to the listeners what you you've got your it's become a TV show, right? It's a comedy special. Yeah, it's like a one hour comedy special now. I was so fucking nervous for that one because, like, you guys. Was that another email? Was that another email as well? Um, How did that happen? How did that happen? They, someone from HBO came to one of our shows in New York, I think, and said, "New York, New York, I think." Um, And yeah, I guess started talking with people, and yeah. I don't really know the intricate, but that's just insane, though, right? So how how scary was that? Um, Really scary. Uh, but great we're working with a guy called Hamish Hamilton he's our director and he is legitimately like one of the greatest but he directs the Super Bowl halftime show every year he directs the Emmys and the Oscars and he's amazing um, so he's like worked with Gaga and Beyonce and just and you were like and... hey I'm totally cool <laughs> with all this well it just was like oh it was nice to know that someone of that kind of experience was kind of taking it. Because it's your baby, right? So you don't really want yeah. to let it into other hands. And I've never done any kind of TV before. So I was very, I was just really, really nervous about it. So to know that he was kind of there orchestrating it all, I felt in, in, in kind of safe hands. Mm. But um, but yeah, it was it was really scary just because like, I used to work on The X Factor a million years ago. And that's crazy to walk in on that, you know, stage and see it all and all the people. But what then, year did you work on The X Factor? Who won it? Oh, God. Um, oh, my... <laughs> my winners, they were great. Um, James Arthur. And, oh, was it James Arthur? And oh, Sam no. Bailey, if you remember Sam Bailey. Uh, it was uh, quite a forgotten year, that one. Uh, but, um, <laughs> oh, the forgotten year. <laughs> um, but walking into the roundhouse and seeing that kind of level of setup, all these cameras, like 300 people, like building a set, knowing that... Do you have a live audience of 300 people? Well, that, that, no, that, that was just the crew setting up. And then the audience came in of like a few hundred, yeah, like five or six hundred, I guess. Um, but just for, to having never done a TV show before, that was really scary. Did you have to hit marks and things like that as well? Um, it's mainly me just sitting and drinking wine, but sure, there are a few marks to be hit. Do you get how? Because I, I, if I was allowed to sit and just drink wine, I'd just get drunk throughout the entire show. On our world tour, I got such a kind of a resilience to white wine. It took me two and a half bottles to even get drunk <laughs> after like 
20 shows in a row. We used to um, do that on our tour. I used to look forward to that moment when I could take that swig from that Jaeger bottle. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I would do the same thing. I'd go, oh, I'll just have a swig. And I think, God, that's going to really kill the nerves. Because I used to get really freaking nervous as really? well. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's, 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 that's good to know. But I was naked running on stage at the beginning. And then, okay. and as Francis always says, and we always say, you know, it was we had to run naked on and then also just talk about the fact that Francis would pretend that I had done crack at Leeds University. <laughs> so I thought, not sure how good this is for my career, but let's, <laughs> but let's go with it because it'll be fine, you know. So we kind of, where your one had a huge audience, we didn't really have an audience. So just, <laughs> just went, running naked yeah. on, a, on a stage, yeah, just, you know. Running in naked on a stage in front of four, like four people at Southport was a low one. <laughs> And then one guy in the front row shouting, yes, you need a flannel. Oh, <laughs> Being heckled flannel. by them. He said, you, need, you don't need a towel, you need a flannel. Kept shouting that at me. Oh. Uh, right, Francis. Imp- implying that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was joking, obviously. Obviously. Uh, obviously. France, on that note, we need to have the answer to the question of the week. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, the answer to the... Um, Question of the week. Well, what was the question? Yeah, of the week? people question might is, not have listened to the first. The question yeah. is: the, 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 if you haven't listened to the first, please half, do. Go yeah, yeah. And look, please go back and check listen. it out. Actually, stop this now and uh, just start playing the the first one right now. It's fine. Sometimes I accidentally listen to the second half first. We will do it. But the question was to remind you: um, what is the most searched uh, porn porn term? Yeah. <laughs> You're asking us your question. It's literally your question, but yeah. yeah. And Jamie said, uh, step mum. Yeah. <laughs> I had a justification for it. No, you no, Francis went Francis went, what porn turn? You went, step mum. <laughs> and you said glory hell, yeah, so yeah, yeah. after thinking about you it. You are in no way better than me. Um so the answer is actually so you're in good company, Jamie, is actually teen. <laughs> <laughs> I used to no I used to I used to <laughs> what have I stumbled into <laughs> yeah. well when I when I this is a true story I used to dabble in a bit of porn occasionally not as in performing it but like as in watching it okay. um, another rejection <laughs> he was rejected by his own yeah, yeah. porn collection well yeah. um, just stop watching me now I'm, I'm sick of you stop looking at me um <laughs> But I, I used to, and I used to, I used to sort of my my tipple, I suppose, used to be um, teen glory hole. <laughs> no, used to be college. Used to be college. That's why I used to type in college. And um, but now I, I think I now. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Just you can take that away with you, Jamie. Yeah, we are best friends. So you, 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 but it's true. But now I college. college in the English sense, not the American <laughs> sense. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm now <laughs> over the last for the last year I've decided that I, I just would never watch porn anymore because I think oh. what happens is actually Pamela Anderson of all people told me this it desensitizes everyone and the problem is, is that people then have aspirations and things yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it's a really terrible thing for the mind for the body for the soul for everything yeah. well, especially for children right you know children now you have like eight-year-old yeah. children like having they, access they, to and, it. and yeah. also like police turning up to like eight-year-old children like children who have been watching uh, child porn and stuff oh, like that. And like oh, schools, like all yeah. these like kids like sharing yeah. naked pictures. It's like this is all really dark. Yeah. So just basically go out and read novels. Just listen to Belinda Blink. It's, it can do everything that porn can't do. It won't. <laughs> it won't. It won't, it won't turn you on, but it will scar you for life. So <laughs> you know you're halfway there. 
Uh, Francis, we also need to have your diary, my friend, oh, my, which oh, we're very diary. excited about. Yeah. Okay, Francis. Monday. Apparently, we should all be drinking more matcha tea. Are you, are you asking us or...? For all these years, I thought it was just one of those perverted gimmicks that they made for a good Instagram post. Me too. But it turns out <laughs> that well-known health benefits that we get from drinking normal green tea are multiplied exponentially when you simply grind up the leaves into a fine powder and consume it as a frothy latte-like beverage. That's what matcha tea is. <clears throat> I've started mixing it into my post-workout shakes, and it's delicious if you add a bit of honey to it. Obviously, don't go overboard on the honey. I love it. It's delicious when you mask it with any other <laughs> yeah, flavour. Yeah, yeah. Just chuck everything. The, is that it? Is that the end of it? That's my, yeah, that's my Oh, nice oh, on matcha You tea. always phone in your yeah, fucking yeah. diary entries yeah. on this show. I know. I feel like Jamie really like makes an effort. You, yours are oh, always what? like... No, no. no. I, sit, I sit there and go over hours and really think about printers and what I can really <laughs> go with. Hey, less is more. Hey, but listen, any printers out there... Oh, no, I'm, I, I am grateful for the length. Are you, what, are you grateful for... <laughs> Mine. I, I actually, I, I did zone out of yours. No, you did not back. zone out. <laughs> Just momentarily. No, it was actually a bit when you threw it across the room and then yeah, it got yeah. a reaction. I was like, oh shit, what? Yeah. Oh, cool. What was, uh, what was the make of my printer? <laughs> I don't know, and I'm not saying it again. You're just trying to get more free printers. It's a Canon Pixo. Yeah, if you want to sponsor us, Canon, that would be insane. I need a new printer, and I would love it. So if you're listening right now, Canon, Mr. Canon, Mr. Canon, send me a printer. Uh, Jamie Morton, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, buddy. Uh, What a real treat. This is really fun. It's been really fun. Hey, listen, if you haven't listened to My Dad Wrote a Porn... <laughs> Did you seem fun? Fun, It's been, it's been alright. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't listened to my dad wrote a porno, uh, you have been missing out. It is such. It's it's going to go down like a Bronte, like I mentioned in my night. It's going to oh, go down as a classic. You know. uh, go and get it. Follow Jamie on Instagram, Jamie Morton, and I can't wait to watch your HBO show. Thank you very much. I'm excited. And get yeah, tickets. Right. You're going on tour again. Um, not yet. We haven't kind of. He's going decided. on tour tomorrow. If you want to go <laughs> get tickets, they're nearly sold out. He's at the Roundhouse next week. Go and grab your tickets now. Uh, Jamie, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Here you go. It's so what, funny. is Every, that just that's over it. to you? Yeah, that's it. Over to, every person, they listen to the podcast. And it was, we had Ian Sterling on the podcast. And he yeah. said, I listen to it. Every single time we go, God, they always get caught out, don't they? Yeah. It never happened to me. And he came on and he got caught out. <laughs> so yeah. Inspi- But what? But define inspiration. Oh, well, why don't you oh, say that? That's it's for up you to, to you. Do. So Jamie Morton, please leave our listeners with something inspirational. Oh, God. Well, all I would say is that if your dad does send you erotica... Read it and share it with the world. I did. And now I'm sat with these two twats. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We'll see you next week, everybody. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.